0: And this kind of goes back into, like, our toxicness of, like, cheer. Is like, when all that stuff came out with, like, doing cook with the and the and all this stuff. Parents, you guys are wild. Your delusion, like, need to win trumps, like, athletes doing this shit with coaches and making them, like, have so they can make teams.
1: I didn't know that. I mean, I've been so far out of it for so long. I didn't
0: know that. Like, there was literally, like, they were wearing, like, their sports bras. They were house, and they had a line of coke in the Shape, on, and they get it. It was wild.
1: Welcome to Unshut, a place where, if at any point you feel like you need to shut
0: the f- up, don't. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, there we go.
1: Yes. Hi! How are you? Good. How are you? So good to see you good to see you too it's been so long i know i'm super excited i'm already recording so we're like fucking jumping into it
0: sweet i already have my first layer of brows done so
1: awesome and before i even like formally introduce you do you want me to refer to you as richard or l
0: um let's do l because we're getting ready in that character i like respond to everything richard l he him they she her creature
1: That's what I do. I'm like, I don't have time to correct people. I'm just going to listen, call me whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. Well, welcome L to Unshut Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So what are we getting ready for tonight?
0: Um, So tonight I am hosting a drag race viewing party at the bar, it's called Somewhere. They named it from like Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but then it's been like my favorite advertising because people think I'm being an asked They're like, where were you at last night? It's like Somewhere. They're like, no, but where were you?
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Where is it located at?
0: Um, It's in Boise, Idaho. And then after that gig, I'll run over to the, my next gig at the visual arts collective tonight is called nautically obscure and this is our third weekend doing the show friday and saturday and it's uh drag kings queens burlesque and aerial artists in the show as well they're all water based
1: it's a pretty new show it's only been going for how
0: long now this is the third weekend of the show and it's closing weekend last year they did it as well and last year's thing was like space then i did uh xenon the 21st century girl number last year stop that's awesome oh yeah girl i had the little pigtails with the flip the pink bodysuit with a silver little crop top spaghetti strap and like a puffy mini skirt over it
1: fucking random literally like i want to say maybe two or so nights ago i was just watching clips of that singer from you know that show that movie. yes and i was like i should see like what is he up to these days and i should invite him on but i just didn't get to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we just watched the movie. A group of us, like two weeks ago, actually, because we've been I've been doing these movie nights, and like every we pick a theme. So like last one was your favorite movie in high school, and then everyone gets assigned a number, and then I have like a random number generator, and whoever's number gets picked is whose movie we watched. And so Hunter got picked, and it was Xenon. It was it's still so good.
1: <laughs> yes, it's like iconic. I love it so much. It used to be one of my favorites too. <sighs>
0: the zoom 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 song is everything.
1: I mean, the fact that I was jamming out to that i feel like the way my family did not know that i was a homosexual
0: (laughs) there's so i'm like mom my favorite movie was princess diaries okay how did you not know i had every line memorized it was banned from the house for a while
1: no way that's how much you watched it yeah
0: (laughs) on repeat every day
1: Funny, I was actually just thinking about this not too long ago. One of my most vivid memories from when I was younger, when I started to be really sneaky about being gay, I would literally like put a chair in my room to lock the door and hold it closed so I could watch Queer as Folk. Do you remember that show?
0: I secretly had that delivered from Netflix to my house and I would only watch it when people weren't in the house. And I had it <laughs> delivered to my friend's house so it wouldn't even come to me.
1: That's amazing. It was like watching love and porn all at the same time. I was like 100%. With that.
0: I was nip tuck for me as well. I never like, got into that. Oh, I was like this is basically porn and plastic surgery. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you pick your makeup looks for the night? Like do you go based off of makeup first? and then the outfit, or does the outfit pretty much choose the makeup look?
0: Outfit takes makeup look. First outfit, uh, we're doing pleather is the theme. So I always try to match my co-host. So I have a different co-host every week. The last two years, I had had a friend host with me consistently, but then we had a pretty big falling out. So this season I've had a different guest every week, which is actually kind of fun because it pulls from every group, so then I get more, like a different audience every week, which has been nice. Our town has a lot of different I mean, I'm sure this is every queer town, but like cliques of queens and kings and things. So um, I made sure I pulled from every single group that we have in town, because so we have like the gentertainers, which is a non binary group, they do a weekly a monthly show and then we have the lesbian kings. And that's just all drag kings It is like two families. In this, like, drag families, there's, like, the House of Thunder Pussy and the House of Delish. So, like, one of my really good friends, I lived with her for, like, three years, actually. She's the mother of the House of Thunder Pussy. Seraphina Thunder Pussy.
1: Seraphina Thunder Pussy, that's the name of your friend?
0: Yeah, that's the name of my friend, yeah. I call her Puss Puss, but... uh love Serafina she's the best
1: is the drag scene pretty big in Boise
0: the last count because my friend Serafina I love her she is a like spreadsheet excel girl so she has like every performer how many Instagram followers they have like all this stuff and i think the last count was like 130 mm-hmm. like about 70 of them being active and wow. regular so it's we've got a pretty good seeing. and then our our shows are always like we're really inclusive with our shows, so we always have burlesque in everything we do as well as the kings and the queens the show i'm producing in february my kings dropped out and i don't have any burlesque an old school drag queen gay show so like my tip kittens that walk around to collect money they're all men in harnesses oh i do have a king actually he's gonna to be one of my tip kittens because Jax is super hot he like gives you the twink fantasy it's so hot and you, what it. did you what did you say you
1: called them tip what tip kittens tip kittens i love it
0: um it started from like the burlesque world uh they're called the kittens that like clean up all the clothes and stuff and if you have any questions about what i'm doing with my makeup while i'm doing it like you can ask but yes because uh-huh. i
1: was just wondering why are you licking that what <laughs>
0: Because um, I'm just living my kindergarten fantasy and I love eating glue. No, oh, it's glue. <laughs> <laughs> it's fully the purple Elmer's glue stick. Whenever you take your makeup off in that first wipe, like it, almost like seals down the glue more and then I saw Trixie Mattel like lick it so I only do it for my final layer but it seals my eyebrows down really well so then they don't pop up.
1: How long have you been in drag altogether?
0: She just turned nine yeah so nine years in October I was a Halloween queen. What does that mean? So there's two times a year that a lot of people birth themselves and it's usually pride and Halloween because it's like the safest time in the sense like everyone else is dressed up too so you're not just like walking into a bar by yourself like and being the only. Drag queen, or like only having other drag queens judging you when you first start going out it is one of the most intimidating things in the whole world. Do you? I used to give myself. Ever... Oh yeah. Do you remember when Roxy Andrew was on Drag Race and she made? They had to make a dress, and it was that black dress with the huge cutouts on the side. Yeah. So my aunt is a seamstress, and I had her make that dress in white and gold. And I went to it was Trix Mattel's show at the vac where I'm performing tonight. That's kind of ironic, but um and. I went out with a group of friends and everyone thought I was like this out of town queen because it was, so- I look back now and I think I looked busted, but it was very polished for the time, I guess. And everyone's like, who are you? Who are you? And that's when I had my first drag name, which was so bad. What was it? I love punny drag names. It was Crystal Balls with like a K and a Z. I was like, I went out one night with that and I was like, nope this is white trash like <laughs> i cannot cannot this is horrible and then i was nameless for a month and i kept going out and drag i just people call me richard or I went by RJ at that time. And then I knew I wanted a single syllable name because of advertising purposes, because the girls with long names, man, it is such a pain in the ass. So then I was listening to Legally Blonde the musical, and I went to the court Christmas show, which at court is like a nonprofit organization that raises money for like, ch- local charities through drag. And they're like, what's your name? And I said, L. And it just like felt right. It was the moment. So That was nine years ago.
1: L is so fitting, which is so funny because like every time I look you up on Instagram, I don't even look up Richard. I literally just type in (laughs) E-L-L-E because it's so short, it's catchy, and it's, I remember it
0: that way, you know? And then like started a drag family and that's where Nouveau came from because we were all like very different for the time because our town used to be very pageant based. So like I was a bearded queen, I had a plus size girl, I had a cis woman, I had a punk rock girl so niveau is new in french and then i realized that l was girl in french so i'm like new girl
1: that's yeah, so cool. i thought that was really fun i feel like Which, that's always the best when it takes an organic birth that way like when it's so non-intentional that's the fun yeah
0: <laughs> they just work out so well because i wasn't on i don't like families i think families were created for people who were abandoned by their parents. I have a good relationship with their parents and most people in this town have a good relationship with their parents. And so I don't like this family thing because it just, it always ends up drama, but these three kids are just calling me mom the whole, over and, over and I was like, okay, if we're gonna do this, like my full chair brain came out. I was like, we need a name, we need a brand, we need a logo, like, let's get this together. <clears throat> and so then that's how that the, that happened. And then actually you know, the irony is, is, I don't like two of them are blocked now. And then oh I kind of still talk to one of them. Why are they blocked? So the one girl, her name's antidepressant. I don't care, she's blocked. Super rich, trust fund baby, so entitled, never been told no her entire life. So like anytime I would critique her, it was like full blown meltdown. Like she did our pride main stage mix and she i chose this as me and this was in 2019 and she gave me the worst cut on purpose so then i was like can you fix this and then we went to DragCon together and she didn't talk to me the whole time <laughs> like and then like i commented on her crunchy oatmeal eyebrows and then she just tucked shit behind my back and then the hazel's her best friend they've been best friends since like sixth grade so i just found out they were just dogging me behind and I helped like talked to him about it and they still did it and I was like I don't care I don't need you in my life
1: I mean I don't know who they are so fuck them yeah
0: <laughs> they moved to Seattle and they don't even perform anymore so losers I know <laughs> but it was kind of a and that was like two, like right around the time when I got fired from my <laughs> and so like I was really just like cutting all the toxic people out of my life if I'm like don't need you bye it just was the timing was perfect for them to go away as well
1: so are you open to talking about that?
0: I'm fine, yeah. So what happened? So we had just one summit, my senior two team had, and I was feeling great. I had no idea this was coming. So then we had our banquet. Apparently, I found out this just like six months ago. Everyone at the banquet, parents, all the other staff knew I was getting fired the next day. And I had no idea. So then they, we had like a meeting to pick our competition schedule. And I walk in, I had like a cheeseburger, like not thinking about anything. And I was like, I can't hire you next year. No one in this gym respects you. i was like what these were her three reasons um i was too intense i was addicted to weed and i needed to seek therapy my drag should have stayed private and kids should never know about drag those were her three reasons why she fired me i had wait should we merged with her was manipulating behind the scenes i would smoke weed like at the end of the night at competitions like i would sneak outside like do a couple puffs and then go to bed um and then like and then like parents were like oh do you want us because they knew i smoked like regularly they would like, invite me to smoke, whatever. And then those parents turned around and then went and like, got then told <laughs> So like, but I inside by my like, <laughs> literally drink a half a bottle of Jack every single night. Like, my, what I do is not any worse than what you do, sis.
1: Well, and since when does it like, matter what you do on your personal time
0: exactly that's like the same thing when people get mad at teachers for like partying on the weekend i'm like they're off the clock it was rough like i was extremely suicidal that night i had like i made it to the night but i woke up that morning and like called my dad and i was like i don't understand the insurance. I don't know how this works but i need therapy i need medication like last night i it my dark night like was not a good night and so then i started doing therapy that was the godsend because i learned that like our culture really makes your job as your first identifier identifier as a human being and that's your importance when i'm like it's a way to, to have fun with your friends and your family that's all your job should be like I don't even bring up that I'm a hairdresser that is like number seven or eight on my identifier list but I'm like I'm L and I do drag and I love to throw parties and I love to do makeup and I like to do hot yoga and play darts and like there's just a whole other list before I even bring up a job there was a lot of blessings because I don't know I stepping back like the chair environment like the whole industry is so aggressively toxic and it's such a
1: money scheme too like let's take For example, you're paying all this money to go compete at an event where we already know who's going to be the top five in every fucking category and yet everyone still gives them their money. For years, I started to realize like, man, like I am surrounded by people who don't see that all they're doing is making someone rich who doesn't really give a fuck about them. And I cannot be a part of that.
0: They don't get it. Like, it blows my mind.
1: And for the people that are going to listen to this and throw a fucking fit, show me how you've improved your fucking life by giving them all your fucking money and then come and have a conversation with me. Because the fact that the people that are going to get pressed about what we're saying are going to be the same people that have been doing the same shit year after year. They don't change anything about their life. They don't challenge themselves. And yet they wonder why they live a very comfortable life. It's not for me.
0: The reason I got, and then I got fired like a second time from, because this number I'm doing for the this weekend, I do it to Gimme 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 from 18's, the man of midnight, and he comes on, like he's dressed in all black, pushes me into a pool, feeds me poppers, and then pulls out this like 10 inch jildo. It's huge. And then we have like, we attach like a water bottle to it and then pisses on me. It's gold. <laughs> it is, well that, I can't believe I just said it's gold when I'm getting a golden shower. <laughs> you <laughs> have an accidental pun. Like, what I
1: don't understand is, like, who has the fucking time to take this shit to someone and be like, hey, this is what they're doing. This is what the show is about. Can you guys do something about it? Who has that fucking time?
0: Uh, bitch that has nothing else to do but try and continue to ruin my life years after being out of their gym. I posted, like, a clip of it on my story. I don't even touch the penis. They sent it into your... Anonymously saying that I performed oral sex on stage and posted it on social media for children to see. The irony was, it was a kink fetish show, and I was raising money for the high school diversity prom. I raised four thousand dollars that night for the prom. So then, like, called me. So she goes, "I can tell you, I'm. This is happening." Once I explained to her, she's like, "Oh my god, these people are just trying to be vindictive and go after you." Then I'm like, "I know." know exactly who it is so it had to go through a review board then it went to a law firm and then they said okay hey, you're good to work and I was like sweet when the official like complaint lady called me to talk to me about she's like hey I want to let you know and the email said it was anonymous but they said they let their gym owner d- know. just FYI I would do a post on your page saying like hey my stuff's not always gets appropriate so I do this whole thing like FYI like I do do family friendly stuff but not all my stuff is family friendly so if you don't want your child to follow me like get off your social media but then I went and I started attacking c- by name i said you two need to leave me alone i've been out of your gym for four years at this point or no it was three three years for three years i'm not ever going back to the industry you guys need to seek therapy because the fact that you are still trying to ruin my life years after being out of your gym drop it i get a phone call the next day (laughs) i was the most supportive amazing person through this whole experience like i will not like i love (laughs) and i love (laughs) they are the two best people in that in the industry shout out to
1: I still have her color changing cup from that one year. I Do you really? Her. I am a listen like I will always have a boner for I love
0: her too. Uh, she is the coolest, most down to earth person I've ever met in my life. I lost all respect of <laughs> after this whole event because I tried to call and talk to her, ignored me. Like we had a meeting set up, didn't show up to it. Like I was like sending me shoes. We were texting, we were friends. And then this happened and she dropped me like a fly when I was like, I have no respect for you. So they said like I broke confidentiality. Then complained again, saying that they like broke confidentiality. So I wasn't allowed to work anymore. And I was like, mm, I only said what was told to me by the because I was not stupid at the time. I'm like, I know this game I have to play with you people. So I was like, I only stated what was told to me was that the gym owner was notified. So then that's when I was like, duh, I know who it is. And even the lady, she was, well, after she got done with the official conversation, she was like, um, just enough way, congratulations on raising that much money for kids. That's so cool. Keep doing what you're doing. I
1: keep going back to this thought of like people at the end of the day, it is just fucking cheerleading. To everyone listening, it is just Fucking cheerleading. And I know it sounds bad. I'm thankful for the industry and what it did for me and how I played my cards, but I'm so sick and tired of this industry that is just money sucking and people allow it. They allow it. They give it the power and yet they turn around and they treat people like shit. Do the program because you want to do good and quit coming after people for what they do on their personal life. Clearly, having a gym has not done anything for you and it's clearly not your passion since your passion is going after people and not minding your fucking business. Exactly. Yep.
0: And like, it's not that big of a deal. No. And some of the
1: most wonderful people I met totally came from that industry. So it's definitely not to shit on the entire industry. It's just really the people that are so fucking bored with their lives. They go out of their way to make other people miserable. Those are the people that I'm like, go find your real passion, please. Please, please. There are so many good people that really do thrive in this industry that I've made really good connections with it to this day i'm grateful i met them I and mean, they know who they are but for the ones that are like taking their time to again fucking run and tell on someone who's not even a part of the industry anymore like it's fucking ridiculous
0: funny with like all this like stuff too like when people take things so seriously and i like learned not to and like with the cheer industry is it falls over into drag all the time i will admit i do have the privilege of getting every single gig that i want to get i did put my time in but like At the end of the day, like I'm like, we're dudes in wigs playing dress up and none of you guys are even doing charity shows. So it's not like you're actually even helping the community. They try to pull me into drama and I just laugh at them. I'm like, bro, I don't care.
1: You're like, I survived the fucking cheerleading industry. This is nothing. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I'm like your catty ass is nothing you got it you deal with psycho parents and psycho coaches for 15 years and then we'll have a conversation about you trying to come after me
1: legit it's like you try dealing with little fucking sally walker whose mom thinks she's the shit and actually sucks at life then come after
0: me (laughs) yeah you play little sally walker for hours in the warm-up rooms and then you come and talk to me because that game is hell I hated that one Oh, now that's gonna be stuck in my head all night. I hate you right now. I
1: was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, bug, little Sally Walker is gonna be stuck in my head all fucking night.
0: (laughs) All night. Like, there's so many people that, like, I, like, still, like, follow and talk to on a regular basis. Then there's a lot of good things. I do think, like, you know, it teaches you how to... Show up when you don't want to, when you've made a commitment, pushing through your pain, learning like what real pain is versus like, I'm just tired. Yes, so.
1: you're absolutely right. There's so much good that also came from it.
0: Yeah, but there's the brush. Gun. The game of makeup. I wonder if I can flip my phone. Let me see. I am turned into like this boomer that cannot do anything technology. But like I play this game of find my brush in this nonsense all the time. This is the setup it's a mess <laughs> and Yo. i moved it downstairs my drag room is upstairs and it's a disaster and i did not have time to clean today so i was like we're gonna go to the kitchen because that background is cleaner <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm not going to the after party oh shit very good did it come back okay yeah Ugh, i hate group chats like show chats they drive me crazy it's my it's always i just going. don't like yeah but it's shown and it's closing weekend so everyone's getting emotional but i don't it's not common for drag queens to do like multiple the same show three weekends in a row where i've done theater in my life and like lots of things where you do the same performance over and over again and you get that really close bond with the cast but then like the show ends and then it's gone (laughs) like and it's just funny to kind of watch these people who like have never had that relationship like in a cast before like go through it which is it's cute because it's just new for them and fresh and stuff but I'm like, guys, it's not the end of the world when the show's over, okay? I don't need like emotional soppiness.
1: You're like, it's gonna come back eventually.
0: Like it's, we're gonna do it again next year. So I'm like, it's happening again next year, guys. And most of you, I'm sure will be booked again. So breathe, That's it's not awesome. the end of the world.
1: What is your take on RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, have you ever auditioned or signed up? Or do you have any interest in that? None,
0: zero. I love RuPaul because I really like that it has made drag mainstream, which is why like, I think we have so much controversy and they wanna get rid of us. I love it because it's exposure and like it's gay football i love these viewing parties because i understand why people go to sports bars because the energy in that room where we're all watching it's so fun and it's even the people who know like go and do like the research and find the spoilers and stuff they're still like pumped and excited about it i know people are like well he's a fracker and he's this and he's that and i'm like yeah but like overall what he's done for the queer community is a thousand times more important than his like fracking over here in colorado and it's his husband like i don't want to audition because like girl i cannot sing i'm pretty like i'm pretty there we go like the longer i've done drag the more i've turned into that pointer queen with a little like i'll do a little five six seven eight you may get one eight count of, out of me like i don't need to do that anymore so like to go on that type of show like that's just not my thing anymore plus like you know this like we traveled so much for cheer i don't want to be able from my people anymore. Like, it's too much. Like, I want to be around my friends. Like, if my best friend could be my assistant and follow me. Then yeah, I would probably, but like it's just like I enjoy my life now, and I don't want to go back to like not enjoying it. And then I I actually got on TikTok. Well, they didn't. No one argued with it back with me. I was kind of annoyed. But this girl like posted like the last Untucked episode. They cheers to like not being a local girl anymore, and they're like that's just really offensive to like local queens and da 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 da. And I was like, girl, and I didn't comment. I said you're overlooking this. Like they're it's like getting a job promotion. Like they're just excited that they got the next level up from a local girl. They're not dissing local girls in here. They've worked hard to get where they're at and yes are some people like shitty but yeah but that's every industry no matter what you you have like rough people um that are not nice to local girls when they come and visit like bob the drag queen not nice really (laughs) people still talk about when she came to town and how mean she was to everyone like she could not be bothered she could care less about anyone It was very interesting. Bianca Del Rio, one of the nicest human beings in the whole world. I love Every time she's been here in town, she comes to the bar afterwards and talks to people, like comes as a boy, hangs out, like super cool. Mayhem Miller is really nice chichi Divine, like rest in peace like she was the most she was so cool vanessa vanja mateo cannot stand her and silky showed up an hour late to the gig the show was supposed to start at eight they didn't show up until nine and we saw them on their stories they were riding around downtown boise in scooters like it was like and they're so rude so unprofessional i went to that one and i was in drag but like i wasn't performing and i don't really drink a ton before i perform but i was hammered because i wasn't supposed to perform and then someone like the producer was like we're trying to kill time can you do a number and i looked at them and i said yeah but i want to hear shit because i'm wasted right now i had no intentions of performing that was a wild night because i like used to like have this ritual like i would do two red bull vodkas at home then i would go to the bar and i have like two or three more red bull vodkas and a shot of tequila 15 minutes before but then i did a show for a sober conference it's called wiki and so it's a sober community of like from like 21 to 30 and i was like i can't drink like that's disrespectful so i performed sober and it was kind of awkward because the mc they're like why are you so nervous i was like this is my first time performing sober the mc took it as i was actually sober even though i the day before we had met and i told her i was a normie i didn't know that but like drinkers are called normies in aa so she announced to the whole audience that i was sober so then i get done performing and i did um an emotional ballad so super deep super emotional everyone's starts coming out to me like congratulations on your sobriety we're so happy for you and in my head I'm like it's ending in five minutes as soon as I walk out the store but I'm not I, so I just said thank you thank you I thank you and I was like this is so uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm not I just didn't drink today after that though I learned that I don't need to like be drunk to get on stage anymore and so like I you have to like I always have a cocktail in my hand because if you don't someone's gonna put a cocktail in your hand so like I want to control the situation and people think I drink a ton before but I get like a single in a tall it was soda water and then oftentimes I go and fill it up with just soda water again it's kind of funny
1: I love that I actually have a story to bring up I'm going to give you my favorite L quote and I want to see if you remember it (laughs) shit the quote goes my
0: mouth is wild
1: (laughs) I wasn't sure if I had just been hate crimed or if I liked it do you remember what story that came from
0: girl (laughs) yeah because I would that that was in the alleyway behind fa- when it was fatties, and I got the most amazing blowjob. He ripped my dress, then slapped me across the face and called me like a. F- and then I was like, I don't, yeah. And I was like, I think I just got raped. I don't know if I got hate crimes, but I really liked it. <laughs> I cannot believe you remember that. El, oh. when I tell you, I
1: talk about that story at least once a week. Shut up. Ever since you told me that story, to this day, it's become my personality. Like, to this day, I quote that. I'm like, I don't know if I got hate crime or if I liked it. It's my favorite story of all time. And this whole time, keep in mind, before I launched the podcast, I have had the idea of having you on since the early talks of the podcast. Like, I would tell my partner all the time, I have to bring it up. I'm going to bring up that quote. I cannot. I have to bring it
0: it up. up. That is gold. That's your Roman Empire, huh?
1: It is, 100%.
0: Now I'm going to tell that story tonight on the microphone. Completely forgot about that. I'm so excited at my host tonight. We are, like, so mean to each other. It's so fun. We are so good at reading each other. We started a group chat with this other queen yesterday. We literally named it Virgo Bully Chat because we just keep, like, bullying virgo and it's so funny i love it i love a queen that can take a read and dish it back too hell yeah i love a lot of things about gen z but gen z can drag queens cannot take reads they take them way too personal and i'm like we're roasting each other because we're now we're gonna get worse stuff said to us on the street so if i say mean stuff to you we're building up your thick skin here sis my tagline downtown because after i got canceled in 2020 and then this queen like saying like oh she always says she's so nice so now i like introduce myself on stage like every mc Boise's nicest drag queen because I'm like not I'm the meanest one in town it's so funny but I I, everyone thinks I'm super mean but I'm like I'm not I don't sit at home thinking about how to like destroy like no this shit just comes off the top of my head I see it I say it it's funny I don't care enough about you to try and hurt your feelings
1: and that's the thing about this like cancel culture too it's like if we really wanted to cancel people we would just never talk about them again that is true cancel culture but guess what people love talking about people the idea that you can cancel someone because of what they do what they say is just giving them more attention so there's no such thing as cancel culture you really want to cancel someone don't talk about them don't post about it don't brag about them don't vent about them don't think about them that's true cancel culture
0: it's wild to me because like well i got canceled for like 10 percent of it was racism that i did not understand that i was doing like microaggressions but when george floyd hoped happened and then i started reading my like anti-racism books and stuff like that i wasn't like guess what I read today on my Instagram story? Like, I'm not going to do, do that because to me that was came across as, like, performative, like a performative allyship, right? So then, like, I learned, like, I was like, oh, my God, the microaggressions I was saying, because, like, in our state, like, on your license plate, you, your county is put on your thing. So, like, Boise is 1A, and then Canyon County is 2C. Like, Canyon County is, like, where most of, like, a brown folks and, like, Latin people live, and it's what we've always called the ghetto, which now I, like, learned like ghetto is, like, so derogatory. I always say, do you know where liars go? And people like, hell, I go, no, they go to 2C. Like, shit like that.
1: That's actually kind of funny, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> when they went after me, cause like this like Latin Queen, you piggybacked onto like the George Floyd to gain power. Delusion. I was at prime power right before COVID happened. Like I was the queen in town. Me and Denham, like you could not we were untouchable. Everyone followed us. Like everyone did everything we said, right? It was a 57 minute video done about how awful of a human being I am on her Instagram live. And I I watched all of it. So I had a 57 minute video, a 17 minute video and a 10 minute video done about me by three different people. And I listened to it all because like, if you want to learn, you have to hear what these people are saying, right? 10% of it was racism. The other 90%, you just don't like me.
1: Mm. That's it.
0: And you're trying to like clap all these things, but I'm like, no. I will own up to my 10% and say, yes, I was racist and I messed up and I apologize for that. The rest of it, you can go fuck yourself. You just don't like me. And you're trying to use this to can't get the power. And she did. She had the power for a while. I wouldn't go. I didn't go to the balcony for a year. Wow. And I performed for two years there every weekend. And I didn't go for a full year. It was that bad. And so she won for a while. And now guess what? she's not even on the scene and no one likes her because her true colors finally came out and people realized what she was doing.
1: It's so stupid. I've never understood the concept behind cancel culture and like I'm going to cancel Moses so I'm going to go and make an hour video dedicated to them on how I'm going to cancel them when last time I checked everyone fucking bounces back. Look at James Charles like everyone bounces back. Look at Kathy fucking Griffin like you cancel them for a while and guess what? They always come back. Does it suck? Does it obviously Obviously, you know, take away opportunity, some limelight, of course, but if the pattern has taught us anything is that everyone eventually comes into their senses and they're like, Oh, maybe L didn't really mean it in that sense. I think L is good to go.
0: These were people that I considered my friends. And I'm like, you didn't come and talk to me personally. You just went straight to social media to do so like, okay, that's wild to me like. Because if I was this upset with you, I would have a conversation in private. You didn't even give me an opportunity. It was wild. And this kind of goes back into like our toxicness of like cheer. Is like when all that stuff came out with <laughs> like doing cook with the and the and all this stuff. And then their gym grew and then like, got better. I'm like parents, you guys are wild your delusion like need to win Trump's like athletes doing this shit with coaches and making them like have so they can make teams and there was like receipts for it. And then they still like they weren't even like phased. I didn't know
1: that. I mean, I've been so far out of it for so long. I didn't know that
0: this was two years ago. It was all over Twitter, man. I could not get enough of it. Like I love gossip. My friends have you seen a new Little Mermaid movie? Yes. Okay, you know scuttle's new song and about how she's the gossip the like all that stuff <laughs> my friends literally call me scuttle now i know everything i don't spread it unless it's important to but like i love knowing everything so when this shit was happening i was sitting there on twitter like "Ooh yeah give me more give me more like there was literally like they were wearing like their sports bras they were at house and they had a line of coke in the shape on and they did it was wild. What? Yeah. Me, with a pretend dildo at an adult venue with no athletes around, I was I was the devil.
1: Because money talks, baby.
0: Money yep. talks.
1: And yet these small gyms, they all feed into it. They want to have a big bark and they, they don't realize they're fucking no one. Those people uh-huh. are still running it. Like, it could really come out any day. The best cheer gym in the world was fucking all this. And guess what? They'll still be competing at next year winning taking all your fucking money it's just the way it goes and here's the thing if the governing bodies would actually do something about it i would feel hopeful but i feel like if they actually showed that they cared about true competition and that it did not matter that because they were one of your biggest clients they're allowed to get away with all this shit then i'd feel differently about it but the fact that these gyms get away with everything but Richard can't get pissed on from a water bottle for a show that's
0: acting. It's stupid. There is actually an athlete on a team that has an OnlyFans. He's on like an uh, adult, an open team. And he has an OnlyFans. I'm like, why isn't he in trouble? Right. Oh, I mean, it's it's a great OnlyFans. I don't want to take him down, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. But since we're on the topic of OnlyFans, have you ever been asked to top
0: someone in drag um no i'm actually a side i'm not a top or a bottom
1: i just learned uh, what that term was like literally a couple months ago
0: oh really yeah
1: i had no idea even though the term's been around i did my research on it there's a doctor who had been talking about that position for a really long time but tell everyone what a site is for the viewers that are going to be like well we know what a top is we know what a bottom is what is a side
0: fuck is a side um so a side is someone who doesn't do anal they are oral touching kissing no actual penetrating or penetration of the anal cavity i didn't lose my virginity until i was 28 like anal virginity which was funny because i lost it to my my first drag mom i fucked a judge at or i got fucked by a judge at from he was from ireland and then i topped someone once and i was like i just don't like this like this is nothing for me the prep the pain so then when I learned about side, I was like, Oh, my God, this is amazing. This literally sums up what I do. So do you feel
1: like that opens up more of the dating scene? Because you're able to be with people that really identify as tops and bottoms? Or is it still not? So thing?
0: that's an interesting topic because dating and a drag queen, it's so hard because like people put us on this pedestal. So we're like celebrities locally, right? I'm aware of the delusion that I'm famous at two bars, my like grinder, it's a blank profile, because if I I put my picture up, no one will talk to me. Because like Scruff has a picture and Bumble has a picture. Like nothing happens from that. And then when they find out it's me, like it's oftentimes I stop talking. Because like men have such deep-seated internal homophobia that they don't realize. And even if it's like the most flamboyant human being in the whole world, because I used to be this way, like I would like not even like look at a man if they were wearing makeup, even though I wore makeup every single day as a boy. So that like clicks with a lot of people. They just like, oh, I love you as a drag queen, but like I can't handle your femininity. I don't like that you wear makeup, or I don't like this. And so, like, it's just really hard to, like, date as a drag queen or hook up. Like, if hooking up in drag is it's mostly, like, you watch them, they're chasers, you can see exactly who they are at the bar, they are very straight looking, they are standing by themselves, and they're only looking at drag queens. Because they want to live their transsexual fantasy, because they think we're trans, even though, like, there are trans queens, but, like, majority of us in this town are not trans queens. So, like, you can just see them. And, like, you know, there's nights where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in the I want to go get hate crime in an alleyway. So like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, cause most of my hookups are like, I use double list. Have you heard of that? No. What's that? And when Craigslist personal got shut down, then double list opened up. So it's just like Craigslist personals. I, hook up with married men on that but when i'm like in a mood like i can literally have like five guys show up in two days it's so easy on that double list and then i have like one regular guy but he never hooks up with like it's always in the morning before he goes to work guys have asked me i'm like i'm not getting in drag to hook up with you like if i am already in drag yes but if you want to hook up with me drag then you're gonna have to pay money my booking fee is 200 dollars. okay <laughs> People will get dressed and then take their makeup off an hour later. I'm like, why? Why did you do that? Because I'm fast. I can paint very fast. Like, I've been trying to, like, slow myself down. But, like, a normal face is, like, 45 minutes to an hour. My record, I got ready out the door in 27 minutes just uh, because my roommate my old roommate Serafina Thunderpussy we were talking about earlier she takes like four hours to get ready and so there was one night I was working on a wig and I finished it and then she walked out the door and I was like I'm gonna be a shithead and I ran upstairs got in drag and got to her show before it started and she had left the house she's like you were working on a wig and I was like I know I just wanted to be an asshole to you and show you that I'm fast (laughs)
1: that's funny (laughs) would you say that that is one of the biggest misconceptions about being a drag queen is that people associate drag with trans
0: um at the beginning it was bad a lot of people like my parents a lot of my straight friends like assumed I wanted to be a woman especially because that's when I was like shaving my face god I love this glitter it's the kimchi one. It's like a paste. I'm obsessed with it with my highlighter now. They thought I was, I was like, I don't want I'm a dude. I just, after I lived in Canada and cheered on a team, I was like, I need to be on stage again. I love this. So uh, drag was the way I did it. But there is a huge misconception with straight folks, especially that like, they just assume that we want to be a woman full time. And I'm like, no, I wear a beard for God's sake. Cause like, I'm gonna be a drag queen. <laughs> like <laughs> people trying to chase me now in drag has gone down dramatically because I do wear a beard and I'm hairy everywhere else. The only like hair I don't like showing in drag is my back hair. So I always get that wax. But like armpit, ch- Oh, I will not show I will shave my armpits if I'm in a formal gown and my armpits are showing. I don't know what that's one of my like weird things. Like I don't like the way that looks together. But yeah, that was that was really weird at the beginning when everyone thought I was wanting to be tra- a woman. I was like, no, but it's common because there are a lot of trans women, too. That like It's a safe way of getting into women's clothing for the first time. And then, and then they realize that they're trans. You know what I mean? There's already
1: so much backlash you're going to get because of the community. Right. I mean, it's, right. it's already bad enough to be fucking gay, but it's another thing to want to be in women's clothing and then do makeup and then the hair it's just the backlash is serious right so i've always wondered like if that is one of the biggest misconceptions that someone in drag gets is that everyone just assumes
0: that you
1: want to change your gender you identify as a woman so yeah
0: i just laugh at that i'm like nope i'm straight up a dude because everyone makes fun, like not fun of me but they're like you are like the most wild person ever like you will be in full high whore drag and then you are in two dart leagues and you with nothing but straight men but it goes back to when I'm in therapy and like I didn't want like cheer was like my whole identity so when that when I like deconstructed that I was like I can't have something be my whole identity because there are so many entertainers this is it like that's all they do is just drag they're just this person and I'm like you guys are there's so much more behind you like you're still that person when the mask comes off guys like it's just make it's just the mask you're putting on develop it go out and do something like be around other people and it helps you check your ego because these people don't leave they only go to these two bars where they're like praised and doubted on and they're gods but then you walk into a straight bar and no one has a flipping clue who you are and so i think people like need to like have that check which lashes do i want to wear these ones the big lashes Nice.
1: And I do like that glitter on the sides. That looks so good.
0: Thank you. That's why I love like doing a lot of different things too. It's not like ADHD brain. I can't just do the same thing over and over and over again. I would die. That's why I do hair. It's a different client every two hours. Yeah. And I think that's a
1: really good point too. It's people going back to something you had said about some of the inappropriate jokes that you have said or whatever. I get it. Yes. There it's a learning curve for everyone. I say ignorant shit all the time, but I'm not the only one. We're all guilty of it. Right? but i feel like also being able to understand like those comments like that joke that you said like that was fucking funny to me i don't take offense to that and it's like (laughs) you're also again it's part of the character right you transform yourself into l to also be this outspoken not filtered person and that also is a very empowered thing to be able to do in your personal life but sometimes that's what it takes to unlock it and so the fact that people read into shit too much is so annoying
0: it's so annoying too and like these people are just all around queer people all the time so like when they're canceling each other in the, in our town I'm like bro I just had to explain the difference between like all lives matter and black lives matter and you're attacking me for like this deep deep like level 17 racism and like same thing with, with the drag and trans thing like I'm explaining that to straight people still at nine years later of doing drag like in our community like in the gay community I'm like you guys are attacking other gay people for like level 18 homophobia racism when we have like, like majority of society is still on level one like they're just trying to like that there's a difference between like the t and the l like in the letters like okay <laughs> breathe
1: <laughs> you're like i'm in <laughs> drag i'm not chopping my dick off <laughs> yeah
0: did i have this client i hate doing her hair she's so republican but i refuse to like fire her because i don't want to give her that i'm like oh that angry liberal just got blah 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 but she looked at me once and she was like well they're chopping off their dicks at seven years old and i said Whoa, what Oh, and then one time I was cutting around her ear and she was like, looked at me dead in the eye through the mirror and goes, don't you just think Disney's making everyone gay now? And I was like, don't cut her ear off. Do not cut her ear right now. I'm like, girl, you are wild that you think this is actually happening in society.
1: And I think sometimes people don't even realize that the questions they ask you are so insulting on their own. It's like, I don't speak for every fucking gay person. And I also don't speak for every brown person. Like the way that people just ask you questions, assuming that you're passionate about the topic because of who you are, it's just ignorant on its own. Those lashes look good.
0: Thank you. Um. God, lashes really just changed the look, and now we're snatched. I need still need to do rhinestones, but are we okay on time? Yeah, we're good. Um, uh, I left glue upstairs. I'll be right back.
1: So the glue you use for the rhinestones is not the same glue you were licking earlier.
0: No. Um, I actually use like three different glues. So I use glue stick for the eyebrows. Um, I use Ben Nye glitter glue for. The glitter on the lid and then i use weave bond for eyelashes black weave bond for eyelashes and then the white for the rhinestones because it's sweat proof and so. where are you
1: adding the rhinestones to
0: um, i'm gonna do one right here here and here
1: do you ever look at your past makeup looks and go what the fuck did i do back then girl
0: i went to my 10 year reunion in drag love it high school reunion and i look back at those pictures i'm like i was fucking ugly <laughs> like what? What was I thinking that this was the smart move? But it's funny because I look back at those pictures though and my shitty makeup is still was is still better than half of the queens in town right now. Love it. But like my makeup journey was a lot different than most people's because I started wearing makeup as a boy in 2010 or 11. And then I painted at home in drag for two years before I even went into public because I was so scared because people like queens are vicious so i wanted to be able to defend myself and feel confident these girls that get paint for the first time and then go to the club that night i'm like you're the bravest human being i have ever met in my life like i wish i could have the balls that you had (laughs) you're bold.
1: For the two years that you were doing that, did you show anyone at all? Or is that truly something you kept to yourself?
0: Um, I would show pictures of it. But like, I like didn't post it on social media or anything. I don't even know if I I should find those pictures. Who
1: was the first person that saw you in full drag?
0: I went to a Halloween party. And we were all um, post-apocalyptic versions of um, Wizard of Oz. So I made my own dress i was Glenda the good made my dress and i went out to straight parties i went out to straight parties for two halloweens before i even went to a gay bar and that's when i came out as like crystal balls but those was like two years i went halloween parties i was halloween so it was um just that character's name i was glenda you know it used to take me six hours to get ready
1: oh my god
0: and i look back and i'm like what the hell were you doing for six hours babes sure as hell weren't <laughs> blending that's what you weren't doing I love now it. we're done it everything's amazing
1: ready. thank you what wig are you gonna be using today
0: um for the piss number i have like this yellow half up half down super curly and then i did all those like strands it's like tons of strands with rhinestones all over the top the pleather look i have a triple stacked orange wig that i think i'm gonna wear is that one it's huge because that's the same like weave bond glue um that's what i use to keep my wigs on um those super heavy ones and thank God I'm bald. That's why I, I took my toupee off because I have so much drag the next four months. So I can just literally put the glue on my scalp and then put the wig on. And then I use like got to be glued hairspray to like still down the lace on the edges. This wig is huge. The triple stack orange one. And it's so heavy.
1: Well, whichever one you choose, do me a huge favor, please. Can you send me a final look? That way I yes, can also I think- post it and share it and do all that good stuff with it.
0: I'll make sure I get a solo because I think we have a photographer tonight.
1: Yes. Before we wrap it up, makeup looks good. We can't wait to see the final look. Can you tell everyone where to find you on Instagram? Any other socials you may have?
0: Um. So my Instagram is l e l l e dot r j hunt. Um. It's the only social media that I have. And if you want to donate, because this will be before this. Um. So my birthday is February fifteenth, and I'm doing a show. Um. And it's everyone has to wear a beard it's really cool because i've got trans women and stuff in there too and so they find like the coolest creative ways but we're raising money for this organization called the rainbow railroad have you heard of that no
1: but tell everyone about Um, it i
0: love it so the rainbow railroad is an organization based out of canada and they get people out of countries that you can be murdered for being gay still out in 24 hours on refugee status so it costs about like ten thousand dollars per person they could get out um, I, my goal as a drag queen now is once a year to throw a charity show, um, on my own. So that's the charity I chose for my birthday to raise this year. So if you want to donate, you can donate into my Venmo, which is Richard dash Hunter dash 10 and all that, all the proceeds and everything are going to that organization. So my goal is to raise 5,000. I want to get at least half of it of one person. So Amazing. I, my, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And when so, is the event? When are you hosting it? Um, it is on February 17th at the Balcony Club.
1: Well, thank you so much for agreeing to doing this with me. I've no been problem. looking forward to this episode since before the pod even launched. So I'm excited about it.
0: <laughs> I now, thank you for having me. Um, this is my second podcast. So I usually tell everyone now because that first yes. experience was terrible. So all
1: right. Well, Al, it was beautiful talking with you. I love you. I can't wait to see you and talk to you again.
0: All right, love you too, babes. Bye.
1: Hey, if you've made it this far, don't forget to follow the socials on the screen or in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel. See you next week.